the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Friday. Ah, I love it. I love it when it's Friday because I got two days ahead of me of just kind of kicking back and enjoying myself. Uh, for you who may not be joining me in the next uh, half or the next hour, in the last half hour of the show, let me just say be sure to see Free Guy. What a great movie! It is a great movie. And it, I, w- I will hope that for a lot of people, they will start uh, paying attention a little close to this movie and understand that it's actually talking about freedom. I love it. It's a great movie. It really is. Sean Levy uh, wrote it and produced it and did a good job. Ryan Reynolds is good in it. The whole cast is good in it and uh, really, really enjoyed it. The black comedian that's in this movie that is Ryan Reynolds' friend, and I didn't look here before I opened the mic, but uh, he's excellent in it. Kevin Hart, look out. I'm just telling you. Look out. He's that kind of an actor. So uh, enjoy enjoy it. Go see it. It's only at the movie theater. Can't watch it on TV. You know, you got to go to the movie theater. So put away your... You know, your fears and uh, and go see it, especially if you've been inoculated. Go see the movie. Enjoy yourself. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll have a good time. It was really good. It's really a good movie. I give it an A, just so you'll know. I give it an A. Uh, the last movie I gave an A to was uh, Suicide Squad because I thought it was good. Not for everybody, but uh, it's a good movie. It's a... Uh, a very What's the funny new one, movie. Dave? The one just came out for Free, Suicide Squad? Yeah. Is that the one you liked? Well, I liked it. Yeah, I didn't like it. What was that one you called? You didn't like though? it at all? No. What oh, was that okay. called? What, what was the movie? What the, was that movie yeah, called? Yeah, the new one. That I saw last night? No, the Suicide Squad one. The new, there's like, it's, it's just called Suicide Squad. Oh, is it? What was yeah. the previous one called then? The previous one was called Suicide but it was a Squad, but there was two different directors involved, two different, uh, as far as I can tell, different studios involved in it. Gotcha. I mean, I didn't, there were scenes that I thought were entertaining, but no, I did not like the movie. Okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. But you're like free guy. Uh, This weekend, I'm going to go see uh, Aretha. I want to see that. Uh, That's what Jennifer Hudson plays. Aretha Franklin is the girl can sing. So uh, that should be fun. And then, uh, you know, Don't Breathe 2 is out. I don't know how good that's going to be. It took them so long to get 
a sequel out. I mean, do you realize that Don't Breathe came out five years ago? A long time. And I, I enjoyed Don't Breathe. I thought it was it was well done. And I, I don't know the synopsis of Don't Breathe too. so I'll go see it. I mean, it's one of the big three that's coming out this weekend. Next weekend, I'm going to take my grandson to his first movie in the theater. Oh, that's great. How old is he? He's uh, he's four and a half. That's fantastic. And you're going to sit him down, and, and we're going to watch Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol, terrific. Yeah, you get the big movie, Paw Patrol. He's a huge Paw Patrol fan, but he's never seen Paw Patrol that big before. So I'm looking forward to taking him. I was a huge, you know, my parents took me to the movies. You can learn how to behave yourself at the movies. Oh, sure. It's like, my shut, dad. Uh, shut up. <laughs> my, my parents would take me, but my dad would also, we would go and see um, monster movies and horror films. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Remember when Universal was the studio for that? I, do, I, I didn't know who did what, frankly. Universal yeah. and American International. Okay. American International did all of the... Vincent Price movies, The Fall of the House of Usher and all of that mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Pit and the Pendulum, which I really loved that. they did. I would like to hear that again or see that movie and then hear the uh, the big uh, pendulum swinging at the end of the movie over the guy who's tied to the piece of stone. I'm just saying with, with that surround sound, you could start that sound on one side of the theater and move it all the way across to the other and then back again. That would be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. Robert Steinbach is here. Chris Corbett. Uh, we're expecting him to call in before the end of the show. He said he's going to call in in a few minutes. Okay, so we'll yeah. be talking to him in, in just a moment as well. Uh, don't miss 705. We're going to have uh, Senator John Bozeman on. Fantastic. Uh, he and Cotton both. Uh, voted against the infrastructure bill. Correctly so. Yeah, but absolutely. Uh, out. And uh, they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll vote against this $3.2 trillion boondoggle that the uh, Democrats have in mind again. Think about that. In two votes, they want to spend $4.5 trillion. Yeah. $4.5 trillion. I was watching the news before I came in today. I always do that. I get up, I uh, get my coffee, uh, I sit down on the couch, and I turn on the TV and start catching up on what might have happened over the night. Uh, I guess everybody knows that uh, President Biden has figured out he may have made a stupid play here Mm -hmm. by telling the Taliban what day we were going to pull out, and now uh, the Big cities are completely surrounded, and we're sending 4,000 more men back into Afghanistan to try to protect people. Well, who was it? Um, A former general said he had never seen Biden make a correct decision when it came to foreign policy. Uh, That was, um, I'm trying to think, the guy who's the head of the CIA and then became Secretary of Defense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, under uh, Obama. Yeah, I forget his name. Gates. Gates? Gotcha. That's who it was, Gates. Uh, and, but the good news is that Biden is consistent. Right? <laughs> yeah. His track record is If you're going to be wrong. Right. Be wrong all the time. That's it. That's what he, he's, he's, he's doing. Uh, he managed to, he's managing to be wrong all the time. It's really devastating. He is wrong on Afghanistan. Yeah. He is wrong on the border. 
Yeah. He is wrong on what he's doing as far as COVID. What is he doing about COVID? One day they say you got to wear a mask. Another day they say, um, hey, in, in the Oval Office, we're letting you make up your own mind. Dave, I testified the other day before the Senate Judiciary Committee and combined with the House and Senate Insurance Committee. Uh, there's a longer name to it, but it's a, that's part of it, and that's essentially it. Well, it doesn't need to be any longer. <laughs> Indeed. No, and they're all, <laughs> there's some really, really outstanding uh, state legislators uh, on those committees. Uh, Alan Clark uh, is the chair of Judiciary, of course, and he chaired that meeting along with his co-chairs, but he was the center chair. And he invited me, I was invited by the committee uh, to testify, um, and I, I, I said at that committee a few things that I think are, are worth repeating here uh, that spring from your previous comment. And one is, you know, because you said, what's he doing with the border? And Yeah, what is right, it? Nothing. Nothing, right? And, I, and we were talking about uh, man, mandating vaccines, mandating va- uh, um, masks, rather. And uh, and I say it every time on your show, Dave, I've been vaccinated. I'm glad to have been vaccinated. I recommend it to other people, but I would never dare tell them that they must do it. What authority do I have to do that? So I said also that there are those that say vaccines, the, the science mandates it. The science dictates the law. And uh, uh, if you want to make that argument, uh, I hope you're prepared to make the argument that the science dictates that a fetus is alive. The science dictates that letting in a bunch of folks through the border who aren't, uh, who possibly, some of whom possibly, and no, some of whom do have COVID, They're is saying, bad for COVID. They're saying 40%. 40%, right? Is bad for our controlling of COVID, of yep. course, right? Uh, the, uh, uh, the science uh, uh, has demonstrated that we know the difference. Bio- there are biological differences between men and women, mm-hmm. between males and females. Um, uh, there were, I think I had at least one other example. So if these folks want the science to dictate the law, we've got a stack of other would-be laws uh, that should be dictated by the science but the left doesn't want to hear that, Dave. And indeed, I went on to further say that I, from time to time, uh, maybe even more often, uh, I wear a mask. I wear a mask when I go to a crowded environment, um, and I know the folks, at least some folks, by definition, if it's crowded, are not going to be vaccinated. Uh, here in the studio, I don't. I know you're vaccinated. Yep. I know that Chris is vaccinated. Is Heidi is vaccinated. Uh, right, Heidi's vaccinated. Um, and so... Uh, um, I choose when to wear the mask. But when I wear a mask, Dave, I don't wear those paper products that are the virtue signaling origami of the Hillcrest <laughs> Glitterati. Okay? I wear an N95 mask. So, oh, you got to wear a mask. You got to wear a mask. And these lefties are handing out these paper masks. They don't work. They're, they they don't even do anything. They even admit that they don't, they do don't work. So, I support the notion of having the individual choice to wear an effective mask, an N95 mask. but And you can wear a paper mask, but don't tell me that it does anything other than, of course, virtue signaling of the left. That's all they do is virtue signal. So um, I think that builds on your comment uh, of a moment ago. Yeah, well, I just want you to think for a moment. That's challenging. You got about one... Point 
1.5 million illegals that have come across the the southern border. It's unbelievable. Uh, this year. It's unbelievable. Okay, so let's say that 40% are carriers of the virus. Mm-hmm. That's over half a million people. Yeah. yeah. That you're scattering all right. over right. this nation. Right. Well, re- recall, Dave, of course, that the left said, well, you know, the illegal immigrants, um, they commit crime at a lower rate than <laughs> than Americans do. Yeah. Uh, is that rate zero? Oh, no, no, no. It's just lower than what. It, okay, but the Americans are here. You know why? Because they're Americans. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Meaning, we were born some of them, here. Some of them, we Most may not even us. want to be here. But on that point, we have no choice. They are Americans, uh, whether they are murderers or saints. Mm-hmm. They're Americans. But guess what? Those who aren't Americans, you don't have to let in. Nope. And so, I'm not saying we don't have immigration. I'm the the, the son of immigrants. But I'm saying, uh, don't tell me that the logic is that, well, they commit fewer crimes, so we're better off. No. I don't want any criminals coming in. How's that for an idea? All right. So, how do Democrats and Republicans feel about socialism and capitalism? We'll take a look at that when we come back. It is the Dave Ellswick Show on a Friday. Chris Corbett should be contacting us momentarily. He's making his coffee and getting ready to bring us up on his phone. But Mr. Steinbach is here. In the studio. He is here in the studio. Mm -hmm. Robert Steinbach is here. And, of course, he is a law professor over at the Bowen School of Law. And his opinions may or may not reflect that of uh, Bowen School of Law or the university to which it's attached, although they should be. We got more for you here in just a moment. I want to remind you that if you're getting to that age that you have to file for your Social Security, you need to know all about uh, the specifics of getting your Social Security and what you don't know can hurt you. Uh, Get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet. It's called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. It's 27 pages long. It it, it outlines everything you need to know, and it can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. Uh, Get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-222. 3315, especially if you're within five years of filing for your Social Security. As a bonus, you'll receive a free customized Social Security analysis, which pinpoints the optimal time to get every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone, call now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. All right, back with you. Robert Steinbach is with us, of course, law professor over at Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, and that, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, CYA for him. So know that his opinions are his and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law. We would hate the Bowen School of Law to be right once in a while, so... Anyway, just know that his opinions are his and his alone. Uh, Chris Corbett has joined us. Did you get a cup of coffee, dude? Yes, sir. Good morning. You got your black uh, rifle coffee? Is that what you're drinking today? I do. Did you like the black rifle coffee? I did. 
I did. My wife liked it better than I did. It's pretty I mean, tasty. You know, usually we make a pot of coffee, and I throw away about a third of it by the end of the day because right. we never get away. It was dry every day. She was like, no kidding. Yeah, she was like drinking it like crazy at home when I was at work. So that was kind of cool. Right on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have to get into. Do you buy yours now? Do you have to become part of a, you know, of their uh, black yeah, rifle? Yeah, they mail company? it to you. Yeah, okay. they, they mail it to you. It's okay. pretty good, All easy. Right. I'll check it in. I'll check out on that and see see what's uh, what I want to do well, as far Dave, as that's concerned. The, the first one, the first one was free, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> we, we get you hooked. First one's always then... free, baby. No. <laughs> so you 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 are. Like a, a cartel drug dealer, you'll give me a little right. taste of fentanyl. Is that right? The ca- yes. The caffeine delivery device has been shared. Okay. So it, it, <laughs> did you guys hear about what came across the border last week? They, they came, it came across oh, they, and they intercepted it. 2.8 tons of meth and fentanyl. 2.8. Oh, no. Tons. But Dave, that ain't good. if you have open borders, that that can't happen, can it? If you let in millions of people illegally, they can't actually carry uh, illegal drugs. And there, there, there are no drug dealers using the good graces of the great country of the United States uh, to sell drugs because oh. we've opened our borders. Think about that. That's one shipment. Yeah. One shipment. Oh. Can wow. you imagine, you know, I was I was watching the news this morning, and they were talking about fentanyl, and, you know, do we all remember a few months ago when we were talking about opioids and how bad right. opioids were here in this country, and we had to stop it, we had to do something about it, and um, they, they started doing a few things. Now... Some of the things that Trump was doing at that time were actually working because he had the border under control and they were stopping him. And uh, I remember seeing driving along the road and seeing the big billboards. What is it called? Narcan? Is that what that stuff's called? To stop the, uh, to yeah. reverse the, yeah, to reverse the over, yes. the over, and they had big, get Narcan, you know, and whatever. Here's a crazy idea don't do drugs. Yeah. No. That's like Nancy Reagan, yeah. you know, yeah. say no. I mean, I, I know everybody made fun of her, but if it's the bottom line, that's the bottom line. Just say no. But anyway, they were saying the average age of an opioid addiction was somewhere just shy of 30 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what the oh, average age of an opioid addiction uh, person who's who's dying from um, fentanyl and, and meth and stuff of that nature is Mm-mm. 15. Mm-hmm. 15. Oh, yeah. And and the left wants the dealers of those drugs to, to be, pay taxes. Well, in addition to pay, <laughs> hey, hey, they can pay all the taxes in the world. The left wants to let them in the country through open borders. Oh, and don't want to. They are. Yeah, indeed. And right, I, right. I know uh, law enforcement officials Tell me all that stuff now is coming in through Mexico. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just to be clear, not all of it, but every type of product 
comes in through Mexico. Those cartels but, control it all. That's right. And and meth, as a general matter, is no longer even made in the United States. You, 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 of course, the TV show, what was the one where the guy was making meth in a trailer? That, oh, yeah, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, Bad. which was a good show. Uh, but that doesn't, he, he told me that doesn't even happen anymore. Yeah, I talk about that yeah. a little bit in the past, and yeah. that the making of meth in a trailer right. maybe rarely happens. Now... Right. Meth is made in Mexico. In Mexico, that's correct. In big, big buildings. Yeah, in industrial complexes. You know what? You remember the, the billboards? You remember these, Chris? They would show pictures of a person before and after meth. Yeah. And they had the, the their, oh my god, their faces yeah. were all natted up by. Oh, yeah. They've been you know lost they, their teeth. And they, well, they talked about that. That's where they're scratching for the bugs that it yeah. feels like they got under their skin. Well, you don't see those anymore, because right. guess what? That's not what a meth addict looks like anymore, because down in Mexico, the cartels have refined it so well and have cleaned it so well, that doesn't happen anymore. It just kills you more quickly. It just kills you, yeah. It, it yeah, well, shortens your life. Fentanyl is killing folks, too, man. This fentanyl is being, I mean, what, the size of a pinhead? The amount of the amount that'll fit on a pinhead can kill you? All you got to do is ask Michael Jackson and Prince. Oh, yeah. wait, you can't because they're dead. Mm. And they both died of fentanyl. All right, we got to get yeah. to the news. Let's do that. We'll come back. We'll talk more about all of this in a moment. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about using PI roofing if you have a problem with your roof. In fact, I'm going to tell you they do more than just roofing. They do a whole lot of other things. You know, when you get a leak, it starts destroying other things besides just the outside of your house and your roof. It gets through the the shingles, it gets through the felt, it gets through the wood, it gets into your house, it gets through your insulation, it gets into the drywall, it destroys the drywall, and then you got a real mess and you got a very, you know, expensive proposition to fix it up again to back to where it should be. So just reverse the process, okay? I mean, you got to go backwards to get to you know, the shingles and everything, because that's where it all started at. But they can do all of that for you. Like inside your house, if you got, uh, you know, the drywall went bad, they, they've got people come in and, you know, carpenters and uh, cut out the bad drywall, put new drywall, tape it, mud it, paint it for you, make it look really good. Uh, so they'll take care of that. If you want to do some home improvements in your house, they got people that can do that for you. Uh, they do it all. Uh, gutters, windows, you name it, they can handle it. But their number one thing they do, the thing that they do the best is roofing. PI Roofing, 707-3551, 707-3551, or piroofing.com. Okay, since I've got... Uh, Sitting right across me is Robert uh, Steinbach, and he is Chris Corbett's lawyer. Chris Corbett, the gun-toting, you know, lawyer here in central Arkansas. Uh, let's talk about— So says the newspaper, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. That's Dem Gaz has said that. Right. The worst, worst headline I've seen in a long time showing their propensity of 
This is what we believe. I um, love the headline. I love it. Yeah, I know Chris you Corbett like is it. a gun-toting lawyer. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that he's. <laughs> it's not some. I'm not saying that he isn't armed. Right. Or I'll let the criminals choose to believe whether they think he's a he's armed or not. But the bottom right. line is, uh, they said that in a disparaging way, which Maybe. was which Maybe. is a ridiculous mm. uh, thing to happen. But l- let's go back to. You, Robert, since you are the attorney for Chris Corbett. It's funny you say that because there's a little confusion. The court keeps sending emails to Chris about scheduling the hearing, uh, and I'm That's the darn attorney. I'm the darn attorney on the yeah. case. Anyway, i got to call him this morning. It's just a mistake. But um, we're going to be appearing before uh, Chip Welch, uh, circuit judge here in Little Rock. Uh, end of the month-ish, we've got to nail down a date. Uh, because um, the most recent data I've got a conflict with. In any event, it's details that's not of interest to the audience. Uh, and we're going to appear because Chris uh, tried appropriately to enter City Hall here in Little Rock uh, with his enhanced concealed carry license and gun, of course. And the guard there said, uh, no guns allowed, period, no exceptions. And yet... The, the law the says law, what? You know, if that's a thing. You use that word, Dave, law, like it means something anymore. <laughs> it, it may mean something to conservatives. To the left, the law is something that gets in their way when they don't like it and something they use to beat you over the head with uh, when they do like now, it. Now, let's make, let's make that point. That's right. Let's, let's make that point about the left right yeah. now. The left, for instance, uh, Biden wanted to, you know, elongate or keep in going the part of people not having to pay their rent okay he didn't have any legal authority to make any changes to the law said that it was going to end i believe at the middle of this month i may be wrong on that but it it was coming to an end he said well we want to change it and and we want to keep it going well who who made it keep going well a member of his administration in the CDC. They have nothing to say about it. The law is made by Congress, not by the CDC. Well, and you heard uh, Fauci saying the other day uh, that he thinks it's okay to mandate masks or mandate vaccines. Uh, I forgot which one. It was mandate something. Uh, Well, guess what? Fauci is a doctor, not a politician, not an elected official. So I'm not particularly impressed or even concerned to hear his commentary on legal matters <laughs> right same thing but i'm just saying they right, just Ron. they just go ahead and do it now well, they, they do don't it. care they break the oh, law and they don't care you've even missed a spot which is that the supreme court said that extending it through administrative fiat is illegal and they said um well this so is a different what? one this is a different one uh, what's different well it's now instead of then that's what makes it different, right? <laughs> a, sometimes you, you, you'll hear a law student say, well, that's a different case. Or even a lawyer in court who's generally either junior or just not very good uh, and says, well, that's a different case. Well, they're all different cases. That's what an analogy is. That's what precedent <laughs> is, right? If it were the same case, we wouldn't be here because the court would have decided it and would be in that opinion that we're referring to. It's like the Purple Rose of Cairo. I'm not stepping out from the last opinion and recreating it. It's a new case with the same facts. 
And the same facts exist here regarding Biden's moratorium that the Supreme Court just said they can't do. But they're doing it anyway because there ain't no law. Because the city hall said, yeah, we know that the legislature passed that law that says, you know, if you're a person of the court, you can can carry uh, if you've got this enhanced carry. But they don't care. They've decided. I mean, Carpenter has said it's unconstitutional. Yeah, Carpenter has declared uh, that uh, the law that was passed by this um, uh, legislature and signed uh, by this governor is unconstitutional. It's really kind of remarkable that he could make such a statement, but he makes it. He makes it. And he's and he sold the mayor out on this as well. The mayor's on the hook for this when it's all said and done. Right. He said he wrote me this long email. You know, I was going to read it to you. It's too long. But he goes on and he says, my advice. This is Tom Carpenter in in a letter to me. My advice is that the city ignore the law. Uh huh. uh, Let the state sue us. And then let the state have the burden of proving the state that the statute, the law, is constitutional. By the way, the burden is not on the the, the state, yeah. on the plaintiff, the, right? I mean, the, to, to demonstrate that something is constitutional, because the the burden shifts once you say this is a duly enacted law, then the burden shifts to the defendant, i.e. the city, right. to show it's not constitutional. So I wrote back to Tom Carpenter. Hi, Tom. I'm just a simple country lawyer, <laughs> but I intend to have the law enforced. So please let me know if That's you right. change your position and, and intend to comply with the statute. Otherwise, whether or not the state files suit, I will. We'll see you in court. And that was what? That's uh, right. That was July 21st, and it's August 13th, and we filed the case roughly a week ago. Fast enough for you? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, do you does anything change at the city hall? Uh, for you, uh, Chris Corbett, when you show up, do people look at you differently? Do the guards, they know who you are. Yeah, I can't. Uh, first of all, I can't, I can't get in the door, right? Right. So, um, but I, I've got high hopes for, for Judge Welch. He's not a former prosecutor. He didn't work his way up through a city attorney's office and then get a, a, a double his pay by putting on a black robe. Um, Judge Welch is a former litigator and a former uh, uh, solo practitioner out there kicking and scratching to make his paycheck every Friday. So I, I've got high hopes for Judge Welch and his um, hopefully non-pro-government stance, non-political uh, judgment here um, to, to render a ruling based on what the law says. And I hope so, too, but to be clear, to be clear, yeah. if Chip Welch, uh, Judge Welch, I mean, it goes by Chip, I'll, I'll call him Chip Welch. Yeah, if sure. Chip Welch um, um, decides against us, we're going to Supreme Court, baby. Right. We're going to Supreme Court. Yeah. We don't mess around. When Tim Fox mm-hmm. ignored the Supreme Court last time in, in, a, in the case that Chris is handling and I'm the client, yeah. just ignore it. The court said, go issue a, a, a ruling on this, and Tim Fox said no. So we appeal that, too. That's on appeal right now. Sure because, is. Because I don't know who these entitled judges think they are. To be clear, I'm not characterizing Chip Welch this way because I haven't appeared before him. I don't know uh, how he behaves. I am characterizing a Judge Fox uh, who holds court both figuratively and literally down there on West Markham Street. Uh, he's a partisan in a judicial robe. 
Uh, he's not doing the law uh, as the law is supposed to be done. Uh, that's you, you know how we know that? Because several months ago, Dan Sullivan, you, Dave, and several other people sued when the governor made a mandate and <clears throat> the court uh, from Wendell Griffin said, no, the mandate's allowed. Now, we can dispute whether he got it right or not, but fast forward, and then there's a mandate this time from the legislature and signed by the governor that says we mandate no masks. That's we right. mandate no vaccines. And then Tim Fox, who has a leftist ideology like Wendell, says, yeah, well, I liked the outcome in Wendell's case, but I don't like the outcome if I uphold this one. So this one's unconstitutional. The previous mandate said you must do this, and this mandate says you must do this, but one of the mandates is allowed, and one of the other, and the other mandate, rather, is not allowed. Nonsense. There's no law there. It's all politics. Are you saying that politics play a big part in the law? No. No, I'm saying that in Tim Fox's decision, politics played the entire part oh, in the law. Okay. That's the difference. Yeah, I it wasn't eighty percent. Sure. It wasn't ninety percent. It wasn't two free steak knives with that deal. It was one hundred percent politics. Yeah. Well, he's been there. There's several others. I don't. I can't remember the the female's name. That's the judge. That if anything comes up pro life, you know she's going to she's going to vote against it. I can't remember That's, what her uh, name is. Christine Baker. There you go, about. Baker. Yeah, yeah. You know that she's going to take the left's view of it. She she always has. It's happened. I mean, I, I talked to uh, Jerry Cox over Family Council, and he says, it's always Christine Baker that makes those decisions. So anyway, how do we get rid of them? Do we got to vote them out? Well, uh, yeah, Fox is elected. So, uh, uh, although I'm not sure he would even run next time because he's got several years left to his term and he might be over. I don't know how old he is, but there's a certain age in Arkansas that if judges stay on, they lose their pension. And it's I'm not sure it's a great law, but in any event, it does result in a good outcome, which is we have some turnover. Thank goodness. I just don't like basing it on age. But in any event, uh, I think he might be aged out, so to speak. And most of the judges, maybe all, don't pursue the position thereafter because they don't want to give up correctly, I mean, or at least rationally, their pension. So I don't know if he's going to run again. But if he is, oh, you're going to hear from me. All right. So anyway, we'll we'll talk further when we come back. I, I want to feel find out how Chris is feeling of, of how this is, is playing out. And perhaps it's, be, you know, just the bottom line is it's playing out exactly, and Robert, too. Uh, see it playing out exactly the way they thought it would. All right, we'll talk about that when we come back here on Dave Ellswick's show. Pat Davis is your health plan man. He will save you 30 50% on your health insurance. It's actual health insurance, not a share plan. If you don't know what the differences are, you need to talk to Pat. Let him explain it to you. You can choose any provider in the nation. Yeah, you have no co-pays, and if there's money left over uh, that uh, wasn't spent, uh, you get it and not the insurance company. It's a great, great deal. You need to talk to Pat about this and let this uh, methodology that he uses help save you money. All you have to do is call him, 501 605 6935 or visit him online at your health plan man. That's one word, your health plan man dot com. 
All right, back. So, Chris, we're, what's your feeling about as you move closer and closer to your date before the judge? I'm feeling great about it. Of course, I always go in 100%, right? And um, um, my feelings are that the judge will uphold the law and will do what the legislature, uh, duly elected by the people, um, said to do and signed by the governor, right? Okay, so and, um, let's say the judge says, okay, you got to let him in. Okay, you got to do yeah. that. Well, they didn't let him in, even though the governor and the legislature passed the law, even though this judge says what he says, it's not a slam dunk that they're going to let you in still. So then we go in. Then we just walk in. Well, let him arrest us. Yeah. Let him arrest yeah, us. Yeah, here's what, here's what we hope will happen with that. And this is how it normally happens, right? He's going he's gonna to pull out the stick and hit him for $500 fine per day, right? Okay. And, and it's just like it's just the reverse of having a code officer come out and say your your grass is out of compliance. You got to mow your grass because it's eight and a half inches high instead of six inches high. Yeah, that's right? an even that's so even better. They, we don't need to go in yeah. there. We don't need to go in there. We just wait for the judge to find them five hundred dollars a day. That's I like that even better. Forget about the other idea. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, so they, they the courts have the ability to enforce the law and that's that's what we're, we're going to have them do so um uh, I, I hope i hope this judge welch comes down i hope he's exasperated i hope he's dumbfounded i hope he's just like beside himself when he gets in front of the, when the city comes in and tries to defend their position with an order from the king by order of the king that nobody can enter this building uh with a firearm um yeah, it's just outrageous to me that 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 uh, it's gotten to this state of of our union here where we're all sheep, Dave. We got people got to stand up and start noticing these little things that the government is taking away from you. Yeah, because if um, you don't, we, they're not going to allow you to keep going. I mean, right. they'll, right. they'll just they'll just willy nilly support what laws they feel like they they want to support and what they don't want to support. Well, which raises a good point. I don't know if Chip Welch is a Democrat or Republican. We have nonpartisan judicial elections, allegedly, by the way. Uh, In any event, I say that simply to say it shouldn't matter, and hopefully it doesn't matter. Meaning, he might not like this law. That's okay. He doesn't have to like the law. If it's the law. It's the law. It's the law. Exactly. And and vice versa. If you're a conservative and there's some uh, liberal law enacted and you're a judge, doesn't matter if you like the law or not. I.E., Roe v. Wade. I hate that law. Right. And uh, we've worked as hard as we can to work around the law. Now we're hoping to get it in front of the Supreme Court again so they can reverse the law. Right. Right. That's That's our greatest hope. I just hope that that happens. I really do. All right, guys. We want to talk to you. I gave, Robert, you a copy of this. If Chris Corbett had been here in studio, he would have a copy of this All right. Majority of registered Democratic voters now prefer socialism to capitalism, says a Fox poll, a news poll. Uh, This new poll showed that more Democrats favor socialism over capitalism in a sharp reversal from just a year and a half ago. 18 months. 
This poll was taken between August 7th and 10th, showed that 59% of registered Democratic voters who participated had a positive view of socialism compared to just 49% who felt that way about capitalism. In February 2020, when the question was asked, 50% of Dems who participated said they had a favorable view of capitalism, just 40% saying the same about socialism. So let's figure this out. Uh, For those who now like socialism, it's a 19-point swing. 19 points. That's incredible. The poll showed that 44% of Democrats had an unfavorable view of capitalism, and 31% had a negative view of socialism. Of the Republicans polled, 67% viewed capitalism favorably, and only 8% had a favorable view of socialism. The trend towards socialism among Democrats comes at a time when members of Congress, such as Self-described Democratic Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Senator Bernie Sanders have had a growing influence on Democratic politics. Sanders, as chair of the Senate Budget Committee, has been leading a charge uh, to pass this $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill that he says is aimed at addressing wealth inequity. And let me be frank about what this guy's saying that Bernie Sanders is saying he has come out and said that this is only the first step of what they want to do. It's truly remarkable how naive these leftists are. No, they just they have no clue. They're My not dad, naive. They, they, I think they're doing it because they believe in it. Well, then they want to destroy the country. Of course, that, they that do. Will, and they will be Venezuela in no. You know how quickly it, it, it takes to have nothing in a in a snap of a finger. Yeah, yeah. It'd be another depression that we we had before. All right. When we come back, guess who's going to join us, Chris? Who? Senator Bozeman. Oh, nice. Yeah, he will join us. He's going to call in in the next half hour. We'll talk to him. I personally asked him to join us today. Uh, He was going to be on Wednesday, and then he had to change it to Friday. And one of the main things he's going to talk about, there's this huge rumor floating around out there that his health is poor. Really? Yeah, he, he's going to talk about yeah, nonsense, that. Nonsense, right? Getting, yes. Yeah. We're going to talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer.
All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show on a Friday, TGIF, and uh, spent the last hour talking about how the majority of registered Democrats now prefer socialism over capitalism and looked at the uh, story involving Chris Corbett where the uh, local uh, – it's county judge, isn't it, that's doing that, Chris? Yeah, it's county judge. Okay, who's – yeah, making the hall and county judge. Yeah, and he's saying that you can't you can't carry uh, into the courthouse even though you're well, an officer of the court. To be and clear, the city said that we're before a judge from Pulaski okay. County. All right, so the city right, right, right. says you you got to stand outside and uh, use a megaphone and yell at the judge for any of your cases right now. So anyway, that's, right. th- that's going to be dealt with here within the next couple of weeks. All right. I try to uh, have our elected officials on as often as I can. And, uh, of course, just about every Wednesday, we have Congressman uh, Westerman and Congressman uh, Hill on to talk about what's going on on the House side. And uh, when we can get them free and shake them loose of all their responsibilities, we have the senators on, and today uh, we're going to have one of our senators on. And Senator uh, John Bozeman joins us. And, Senator, thanks for being with us today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, thanks for having me. It's always great to be on the, the Arkansas Talk Legend Show. Well, we appreciate you doing it. And, of course, uh, Robert Steinbach you. is here, and so is Chris Corbett, attorney Chris Corbett. But uh, let, let's start off because... I talked to Sarah. Sarah, by the way, handles the uh, the governor's schedule for the most part and interviews and things of that nature. And I wrote to her and I said, Sarah, I'm hearing people saying out in public uh, that the the governor is in ill health and that he's had six heart attacks and blah, 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 blah. Last thing I knew was the same thing that happened to me uh, five years ago. I had open heart surgery. The governor had... Uh, uh, they opened him up to take uh, care of a aorta uh, that was expanded, and they fixed that, and they fixed me. And as far as I know, we're both in good health. Uh, is there something happening that I haven't heard about, Senator? Well, I hope not, because I haven't heard about it either. <laughs> uh, and it's really ironic, because this stuff about me having six, I've had uh, other people are saying eight. Uh, heart attacks and all this crazy stuff. And I was really blessed in the sense that I had a really serious condition about six or seven years ago. And it had to do, as you mentioned, with my aorta. The thing that got me through it was that my heart was so strong. And uh, I've never had a heart attack. I've never had any heart problems, but I did have a very serious problem that they were able to open me up. And, and what they actually do is taken replace the section of your aorta. And I go back every year now, and, and the doctor pats me on the back after looking at my test and stuff. And I, I know I'm in good shape because he'll, he'll look at me and talk to me about five minutes about that. And then the rest of the time, the rest of the 25 minutes of the 30 minutes exam, he's talking to me about his concerns for Medicare. And how they're trying to screw that up, and, and how devastating that would be to our seniors. So, uh, no, I, I've been blessed. 
the other thing I would say about that, uh, Dave, is, and, and this is really important, and, and you've gone through this too. Uh, I was blessed. I had I was getting ready to go to bed and developed kind of a kind of a crazy cramping in my side. It wasn't. I wasn't in a lot of pain, you know, but but I knew that deep down that there was something wrong. And I trusted that instinct, went to the doctor, my my local hospital in Rogers, and uh, they immediately, you know, found that there was something very significant going on and were able to fix it. If I hadn't have done that, about 50% of the people that develop that condition uh, die before they before they get to the hospital. Right. The reason being is that And so, you know, it's one of those things, as you you know, it doesn't matter what age, but when you get that deep down feeling something's wrong, you need to go to the hospital. The other thing that it illustrates is, is that under the system of Obamacare that they'd really like to put in, the only way that you save money is through consolidation. And so they'd like to get rid of a lot of our community hospitals. They want you to travel a greater distance. Use the Canadian model, the UK model. Under those systems, you need to be within 90 minutes of the hospital. Well, if I'd had if I'd had to wait 90 minutes, I probably wouldn't be here. So you know, these these are big things. But I would encourage your listeners, uh, you know, again, when you feel like you're having problems, and the Lord has blessed us, you know, with kind of this deep down something wrong, then you need to check it out. You don't need to wait. And I was blessed. I had you know good care at a local hospital, and it just shows. Again, how important it is to have great community hospitals, not the Canadian, not the UK models, where they have all of this consolidation. We only have a few hospitals in the whole country. Uh, that's the model that we need to work hard and fight to attain. Well, people die quickly if that happens to rupture. I mean, it happened to Conway Twitty. It happened, I'm trying to think of... Uh, the name of the actor from Three's Company. It happened. John Ritter. John Ritter happened to him. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to those guys. Yeah, that's that's what they what they died on. I'm glad uh, to hear that you've been given a clean bill of health. No, I've got a clean bill of health, and if anybody wonders, you know, if I'm having problems, I need to get on our website and look at my schedule. I, I stay very busy, <laughs> and, and you. Because I enjoy, you know, representing the people of Arkansas, and you know, but it is such that uh, you're out and about a lot. But what? I enjoy it a great deal, and but no, I, you know, I've got people can attack me about all kinds of things. You know, you, you know, you can disagree with me on this or that, but but I did have a serious problem. The Lord's blessed me, and and uh, you know, I'm fully recovered from that, and have a clean bill of health. So that's that's certainly not an issue, and I think. You know, several of those that are pushing that along know that's the case. But, uh, you know, I'm, this is a business where you just get kind of all kinds of things horrible at you. But, uh, again, that's that's not one of them that uh, has any legitimacy at all. All right. Well, I told Sarah I wanted to talk to you about two specific things. Then I'm going to open it up let let uh, Robert ask you a question, let Chris ask you a question. But yeah. uh, from my end, it's about... You're, you're fighting, uh, as you always have fought, for the Arkansas farmer. And the president who's in the Oval Office right now 
is out to destroy family farms. Is that not true? Well, I think that is true. And you look at the a number of things that are going on. The biggest thing is is that uh, on this three hundred and fifty, I'm sorry, three point five trillion dollars, or what they're telling us now, four point two trillion dollar extravaganza. Uh, that record spending. The way one of the papers is to do away with what we call the stepped up basis. And right now, if if somebody did pass away and inherited the, the property, then at the time of death, that becomes the, the point of the valuation of the property. What they're trying to do, guys, is go back and say, well, you know, Dad bought this in 1950. At the time of death, then you would owe all of the capital gains, all of the uh, tax on the increase in the property from those years. And you can imagine what that would do. It's particularly tough on small businesses, particularly tough on small and intermediate-sized farms, because they're land-rich, uh, but they're cash-poor. And so, as a result, in fact, we asked Texas A&M to do a study on this, and 90, 98% of the farms would be dramatically affected. They study about uh, 94 farms all throughout the United States and have for decades. But they said that the average tax increase would be seven hundred twenty thousand uh, know, dollars in inheritance taxes, which no one would have that kind of money to pay. So uh, these are for real things, and we, we certainly need to push back, and we are pushing back very, very hard on the Ag Committee. The other thing is is that uh, uh, one of the, the things that they'd like to do is it's climate, climate, climate. And in order to reduce the consumption of fossil fuels, you have to make it very, very expensive. And uh, we're going to see that as we're seeing now with increased gas prices, the moratorium on uh, uh, drilling on, on uh, uh, federal property. All of those things has and will continue to drive up the cost of gasoline and drive up the cost of electricity by trying to get rid of all of the coal-fired plants in America. Most of those are, and not only coal-fired, but, but also gas-fired throughout the country, most of those are in rural America. And so, you know, you double your electricity prices, you dramatically increase your energy prices with gasoline and things like that. Rural America uses a lot of uh, energy in driving. So those are the ways, you know, what does a single bond do on a fixed income? Uh, or a single mom that's out working hard, people on fixed incomes, uh, it's a very, very difficult situation for them. So uh, that's that's the plan, and uh, the Biden administration is working hard to stay to it. Yeah, what's your answer? Well, we'll buy more oil from the Middle East. We'll buy oil from Russia. We're not going to allow the American... Uh, energy producers to get involved in this i i personally as talk show host i think that's treasonous well they're telling me now guys that 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 we're actually buying more oil from russia than we're using from alaska oh my god i mean these are crazy things and uh and the other thing that's happened the other day in the last day or two 
Biden administration is asked OPEC to produce more more oil. Uh, you know, they're afraid of these dramatic increases in gasoline prices and stuff. So they're asking OPEC to increase their oil production. Well, I guarantee you that no one does a better job of being uh, climate friendly, doing things in an environmentally sensitive way, which we want. We don't want pollution. We want our air clean. We want our water's clean and all those kind of things. And to your credit, uh, our energy producers do a great job of that much more than the Russians or, uh, uh, you know, whoever else, the, the people in the Middle East, uh, they do a terrible job compared to what we do as far as environmentally uh, sound things. So uh, these are these are just crazy things that we're experiencing right now and, and working hard. Arkansas delegation is working hard to push back. All right. If you'll hold on just a moment, we'll be back with you. i got to get in here and pay the bills and to do that, i got to talk about East End Towing, who uh, no matter what the situation might be, may have locked your keys in your car, may have gotten a flat tire, the car may have broke down on the side of the highway, and you need a tow, they can handle it, and they've got all the answers for you as well. Remember, they belong to the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and each truck is permitted. So, give them a call. Uh, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Put that number in your wallet. Put it in your purse so that you have it, so that if you ever need it, you can get a hold of East End Towing. That's 501-888-8849. All right, back with you, our special guest, Senator Bunn. And, Senator, I was supposed to tell you from... uh, Don Godsey over there in Benton, uh, who needed some assistance in uh, getting the dogs off of his rear end, dealing with his PPP that he had been dealing with them for a long time, and uh, they were just giving him all kinds of hassles. He called your office, and within two days, everything was taken care of. He wanted me to personally thank you for that. Well, that's music to my ears. They, they. What we try and do is use the power of the office for good. And, uh, you know, th- those are things that uh, it's not world peace, but it sure does make a lot of difference to those individuals that are in, the, in situations like that where they get caught up in uh, having problems that they shouldn't have. So uh, this year in time, I said, I'm telling you to let us know if anything else comes up. All right. Now I'll, let, as, him, I'll as, let him know that. As the rest of your listeners. Yeah. Having IRS troubles or you're having troubles with uh, veterans issues, uh, passport issues, all of those kind of things would be glad to, to help, as would the rest of the Arkansas delegation. All right. We appreciate that. We uh, we appreciate that you you got our backs, so to speak. Let me talk. Let me turn this over to Robert Steinbach. Go ahead, Robert. Well, it's really an important point, actually, that you raised, Senator, uh, and D- Dave as well. That is... Um, of course, we have two senators, uh, federal senators here, and um, you're known as the quiet one, but you're also known as the one that you give a call to uh, when you need to get get it done. Um, so I want to talk a little bit of politics and some sort of basic facts. Uh, frankly, I don't remember. When are you up for re-election? Well, I'm at this time. What was that? This time. Oh, this time. So 22. You're there you go. There you go. And this will be, you're running for a third term, is that right? Or is it a second term? No, third term, yes, sir. Yeah, terrific. 
Terrific. And um, having been there now a while, uh, I many years ago I worked as a staffer in the U.S. Senate for um, a senator. Actually, roughly when I worked for him at the time, uh, equivalent to where you are now. He was in the middle of his uh, second term. Um, and I really got the sense that uh, at that point, uh, you know, or maybe a little bit before that point, is when it all sort of coalesces. Uh, and so now that you have this experience uh, under your belt, now, you know, what, can you, what do you say about having been there for this amount of time that will give the people of Arkansas uh, an edge up, shall we say, in representation? Meaning, uh, listen, everybody's got to be a new senator sometimes. You can't start as a second-term yeah. senator, right? But there's yeah. something more valuable about having that second- or third-term senator. So I was wondering if you could say a, a few words about where you are, what committee positions you have, etc., uh, to let the people of Arkansas know, particularly that you are, as I describe you, the quiet one, so to speak. You know, wh- what can you? Wh- what are you doing behind the scenes, day to day, for the people of Arkansas? Well, I, we work very hard to, to, as you say, get things done. The uh, you know, and really not worry about the credit. But I'm in a situation now where, after having been in the Senate for a while. I'm a senior member of the Appropriations Committee. In fact, I'm the head Republican on the military construction and uh, Veterans uh, Affairs Subcommittee of Appropriations. So that has to do with funding all the VA system. I talk to those folks uh, sometimes on a daily basis about uh, situations that we have going on in the VA. We've been able to be very supportive of our veterans for the last several years, uh, moving in, in the right direction in that regard. And in military construction, making sure that uh, uh, you know, our facilities in Arkansas are taken care of, but, but, but more importantly, uh, making sure that the facilities throughout the, the rest of the country, throughout the rest of the world, are taken care of so that we keep our, our men in uniform, men and women, in uniform, uh, that they expect a great job, keep them safe so that they can do the mission they need to do. I'm the head Republican on the Agriculture Committee. That's 25% of the of the gross domestic uh, product in Arkansas. Uh, you know, we're so blessed. We have the cheapest, safest food supply of any nation in the world. We're working really hard to, to, to maintain that, support our farm communities. Rural America right now is is under attack in the sense that as we see this new census, uh, you know, uh, over half of our county are losing population. Those are our rural areas. Uh, so that's that's important also. I'm on the Environment and Public Works Committee, and we've been there since I've been uh, really in Congress. Uh, so working hard with our roads and bridges, traditional infrastructure, not the human infrastructure that the the Obama administration tried to do the same thing. Now the Biden administration, uh, with all of this craziness, uh, and then I'm also a senior member on the on the Veterans uh, uh, Committee. So lots of eyes in the fire, and uh, it just gives us an opportunity to try and represent uh, the people of Arkansas in the best way that we can. Well, you're doing a great job at it. I can tell you that uh, from from our perspective here uh, on the ground. All right. I need to jump in because, uh, Senator, we are out of time. I promised them 
I'd have you out of here within uh, 25 minutes. We've reached that peak. Chris, I'm sorry. Next time he's on, you get to ask the first That's question. Okay. We'll, we'll do that. But, uh, Senator, we thank you for giving us the time. I'm glad that we could clear up this whole thing about health because I keep hearing it all the time, and I look at people and say, I don't know where you're getting your information, but it's wrong. Well, have them call me. I'd be glad to discuss it. i got lots of problems uh, in the sense of dealing with lots of issues and, and fighting the battle uh, for the people of Arkansas right. and the COVID money that they expect. Thank, thank you, Senator. i got to run. Don't forget about the Cabot Emergency Hospital. I've given you my own personal stories about using uh, the hospital. The time my pick line came out just recently, uh, the bleeding that they stopped for my grandson. And they said at the hospital the other day when my uh, daughter was there with my grandson uh, that they did a fantastic job at Cabot Emergency Hospital in getting that bleeding under control. And then, uh, you know, R.D. talked about the guy from his uh, shop who had cut himself very badly. Uh, They went to Cabot Emergency Hospital. Uh, They did all the suturing there and did a good job. And uh, he said that his guy was amazed at how professional they were there. Know that they're 100% physician-owned. They're board-certified emergency physicians over 130 years of experience. uh, And they're there. And they're there all the time, 24-7, 365. They got x-rays. They got CT scans, bedside ultrasounds. They get an MRI on-site. They have an on-site lab. They have a pharmacy right there at Cabot Emergency Hospital. So when your emergency happens, they know that it matters. They're going to tell you why wait. Come right to Cabot Emergency Hospital. Let them take care of you and get you back to life faster all right three big movies opening this weekend you got free guy you have aretha you have uh, don't breathe two last night i went and saw free guy with uh, ryan reynolds i gotta tell you it was a much better movie than what i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be kind of a goofy movie it, and it has a couple of goofy parts it's very funny in, in places but it teaches some very valuable lessons in this movie about freedom, which I was happy to see that that they did. And Free Guy, I gave it an A. I think you should go see it this weekend. I'll uh, see Aretha, and I'll see Don't Breathe 2 sometime the, the rest of this weekend. I'll be doing that. Well, Matt Smith joins us. Uh, he is the uh, owner, operator, main bottle washer of the... Uh, the VIP Cinemas and Hot Springs, uh, uh, Riverdale 10 here in Little Rock, the VIP Cinema in Cabot, in Searcy, in, uh, up there in uh, the north, uh, up in, uh, oh, what is Batesville. it? Batesville, thank you. And Batesville. that's the Oaks VIP Cinema. Good to have you with us, Matt. You got some really good movies happening this weekend. You got something for everybody. Yes, yes, absolutely. Good morning. Glad to be on today. Uh, you're right. Free guys, right on time. Great film. Anybody could enjoy that. Yep. Uh, it's got some cool references in there to Wreck-It Ralph and some other films. Uh, Ryan Reynolds does a good job in the film. I think it's great. It's PG-13. Uh, got a good review in the Democrat Gazette today. You know, Be sure to check that out. And Respect, of course, is the biopic uh, about Aretha Franklin. 
Uh, great film, great music, wonderful story. I haven't really heard anything negative about the film other than it's just too much of a uh, love story to her. Oh, okay. More of a Valentine to her. I mean, it just they they say it doesn't uh, really bring up much bad or much negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, if you love Aretha Franklin, you love the music, you should really, really enjoy this film. It's a great, a great movie. Um, I don't know. I guess they wanted to show they, they. Some people have wanted to show more of her problems, right? Right. I don't. I don't think that's necessary. Uh, and then, of course, Don't Breathe 2, uh, the sequel to the hit psychological thriller. That's on this weekend as well. So really, we have something for everyone, like you said. Three great movies this weekend. Yeah, it's kind of interesting on Don't Breathe 2 that they waited five years to do this uh, the, the sequel. But I'm thinking that COVID played a part in that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's you know that's that's changed everyone's time frame by about eighteen months, really. Uh, those movies are out there. You can catch those three films as well as The Suicide Squad, uh, Jungle Cruise, Stillwater, and Old at uh, all of my locations: uh, Little Rock, Searcy, Cabot, Hot Springs, and of course Batesville. Be sure to check those out. And then exclusively at Riverdale, we've got a cool little movie called Charming the Hearts of Men. And uh, Kelsey Grammer stars in this film. Sean Austin is in the film. Um, it's a romantic drama set during the politically charged early 1960s. Wow. Where a sophisticated woman returns to her southern hometown and discovers her options are limited, yet discrimination is plentiful. With the help of a congressional ally, she inspires historic legislation which allows opportunities and protections never before afforded to women. This film is great. People love this film. And a uh, Arkansan from Conway is in the movie. Uh, so that is uh, extra, extra nice about this film. It has a, uh Arkansas connection. And uh, she will be uh, at the theater tonight at 7 o'clock. Oh, wow. For this movie. Uh, she'll be watching it at 7 o'clock with 7 o'clock crowd. We'll have a red carpet. I have a photographer there. Uh, you can meet her. Um, the whole thing tonight at Riverdale 10, Riverdale10.com, uh, or our Facebook page to get full information on Charming the Hearts of Men. That'd so be, be sure very cool. Yeah, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. That's very cool. Now, next week, uh, I'm taking my grandson the mm-hmm. first time to the big movie theater. We're going to go mm-hmm. see a movie together, and we're going to go see Paw Patrol. How old is he? He's four and a half. He'll love it. He'll absolutely love it. He will love it. Paul Patrol is G uh, from Paramount Pictures. That is going to be out August the 20th. Uh, Also next week is Reminiscence, PG-13. That stars Hugh Jackman. And uh, that is from Warner Brothers. That will be out next Friday, August the 20th. Uh, Also on August the 20th, The Protégé with Michael Keaton, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Patrick. Uh, That's from Lionsgate Films. That's on the 20th. Uh, also on the 20th, Night House with mm. Rebecca Hall, uh, Stacey Martin, Sarah Goldberg, Samantha Buck, and that is from Fox Searchlight Pictures. So on the 20th, we have four new movies. That sounds familiar. Uh, you know, we're, we're hitting it now. I mean, every weekend is a is a big movie night, and that's uh, that's always 
uh, fantastic as far as that. Tell us a little bit about uh, Reminisce, uh, because I've, I've seen some ads, but I've not been able to figure out exactly what that movie is about, but that it's got our guy from Down Under in it. It's got to be good. Nicholas Bannister, played by Hugh Jackman, a rugged and solitary veteran living in the near-future Miami, flooded by rising seas, is an expert in a dangerous occupation. He offers clients a chance to relive any memory they desire. His life changes when he meets a mysterious young woman named May. What begins as a simple matter of lost and found becomes a passionate love affair. When a different client's memories implicate May in a series of violent crimes, Bannister must delve through the dark world of the past to uncover the truth about the woman he fell for. Woo! Science fiction, PG-13. Yeah, got to be good with with, uh, with Hugh Jackman. I mean, yes. and, and, and moviegoers love this guy. The women love him, the men like him because he's a man's man as well. It's going to be great to see him back on the big screen uh, again here in another another week that's going to be fun all right let's go ahead and take our break and we'll get that in and then we'll come back and we will talk for about 17 minutes here on the dave ellswick show and tell everybody what the great movies are for them to go see have dinner before they head out last night i went to naru's and had had some uh shrimp tempura and then went to the movie last night bought a big old bucket of popcorn sat there and munched on that and my Diet Coke, and uh, enjoyed uh, Free Guy. Again, I give it an A. I haven't seen the other two, but I have no reason to doubt that they're not going to be good movies. It's a quarter till uh, 8 o'clock. Back with more with Matt Smith. He is the man behind all the VIP cinemas here locally, and he's with me here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, let's continue on and finish up our conversation for um, Matt Smith. Coming up in the next few weeks, Matt, uh, a movie uh, that I'm not really sold on yet. I I watched a trailer. I see who they've got in it, and I'm excited about the actors and actresses that are in it. But I don't get an overriding feeling uh, for the movie itself, and that's The Eternals. Uh, I mean, it looks like Marvel put a lot of money into this movie uh, as I as I watched their trailer. But, it, you know, as I go and read the synopsis for it, they leave out some some key points that I think people should know about, like the uh, uh, the people that they're fighting against. And, and that's the reason that uh, they're getting involved with the human race again and, and all of that. What's your take on this? Is there a lot of. A lot of buzz for this this motion picture? The Eternals are a team of ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in a secret for thousands of years. When an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows, they are forced to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, All right. Barry Cohn, Kit Harrington, Gemma Chan... Okay, um, I think there's not a lot of buzz because we're far away from that in the way uh, movies are marketed. Okay. Uh, you know, you're looking at uh, a November 5th release date. So, uh, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, almost three months out. So that's that's uh, why that buzz isn't quite there yet. They start ramping that up uh, as we get closer. You know, there's just so much clutter out there, you know, clutter. And it's hard to uh, get people's attention. So they will ramp up that publicity and that marketing spend as we get closer to that movie. 
um, and it'll start getting on people's radar, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, they're going to get it out in front of Top Gun, which is smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you want to get two weeks in front of Top Gun, because Top Gun is going to blow the doors off on November the 19th. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's coming out right around Thanksgiving. Yes. And uh, it will be huge, huge movie, huge. You know, it's interesting because the end of the year, there's a lot of a lot of give and take and, and jockeying about movies being released. You got the Eternals, you've got Top Gun, and No Time to Die is out there as well. I mean, James Bond is sitting out there right now as well. Correct. Yeah, I mean, there's a great, a great, some great films coming up. I mean, uh, you know, just I mean, even the reboot of the Candyman movie that Candyman's on August the 27th. I mean, yeah. the first one was great. Uh, you know, you've got the uh, Shang Chi movie for uh, Labor Day weekend. You know, that's out there. That's coming up in September. Um, you know, Venom is October the 15th. Dune is October 1st. Halloween Kills also coming out in October. So, um, yes, a lot of good movies out there, a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, you know, we've got a uh, great film between now and the end of the year. You're exactly right. Now, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to several of those movies you just mentioned. I'm really looking forward to the next Halloween movie. Uh, they did the last one completely right. I like how uh, Michael was able to survive the uh, burning of... Uh, you know the of of the house and all of that, but the other movie I'm really looking forward to because I want to see if somebody can finally do this movie right, and that's Dune. I mean, yes, you know, it, it's been done a few times, but every time it's been done, it's been lacking. Yes, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's unusual. There's some great films lined up in September. You know, I mentioned I mentioned the uh, Marvel Universe film. You know. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is Labor Day weekend. But if you look at um, uh, September the tenth, the Card Counter with Oscar Isaac, uh, William Defoe, Tiffany Haddish is in the film. Billy, Billy Slaughter, uh, that could be an award contender. That is a great adult drama, the Card Counter, September tenth. Cool comedy called Queen Pins with uh, Christian uh, Bell. Uh, and Vince Vaughn coming up on on September the tenth. Great, great comedy in Queen Pins. That's that's out there. Um, another film people are talking awards about: The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is coming up September the seventeenth. Um, that looks great. So yeah, I mean we've got a lot of movies coming up in the next three months. I agree with you. And Dune, um, you know, it's it's time. Uh, this this stars, you know, this cast, that director. Uh, and, you know, also, too, with just the technology and what they can do now and the special effects, I, I believe they can pull it together. Well, you know? I sure hope so. I, I yeah. really do because, uh, you know, it's more – it has action in it in the yeah. book, but uh, it's more of a kind of a political thriller than anything else uh, about what's happened on treaties and all the rest. So it would be fun to, to see what they do with it. Well, if they can put together the, you know, the fact, you know, he's traveling to the most dangerous planet in the universe, you know, the conflict. If they can, if they can put that together right, I mean, I think now with CGI and everything, they can better tell that story, don't you? I would think so. Yes, yes. And really, I really do. I, I, I would hope that they can do that. By the way, talking about the eyes of Tammy Faye, have you yes. looked at the cast of that movie? Well, it's good. Yeah, Je- Jessica great. Chastain is going to play Tammy yes. Faye, yes. and uh, 
Andrew Garfield is going to play uh, uh, Jim Baker. I mean, good God, just those two together, that's that's some major star, uh, star power there. Vincent D'Onofrio is Jerry Falwell. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 really, I, I think this is a war contending film. I really do. That and the card counter uh, look like uh, award movies to me. They look like Golden Globes, Oscar type winners to me. Yeah, the acting in those look great. <laughs> they really do. That's going to be that's going to be interesting. I mean, at uh, at Cabot location, you have the big uh, one sheet up for the the eyes of Tammy Faye, and that looks very very. It looks interesting. I, I walked past that. And I, I saw Garfield, Garfield's name on it and saw yeah. that he's pay, playing Baker, and I thought, if there's one person who can play that part, it's him. Yes, I mean, and get out there this weekend. I mean, we got Free Guy, yep. Respect, the Aretha Franklin story, Don't Breathe 2, Suicide Squad is still on the screen, Jungle Cruise, Stillwater with Matt Damon. I know you liked it, even though you don't like Matt Damon. Yeah, it was all right, nice movie. Show. Yes, Old is still on the screen. I know you watched that. Yep. And, yes, and we still have uh, Fast and Furious 9, Boss Baby 2, Space Jam, and Black Widow. And so, uh, you know, we'll have to clear some of those out next week because we got four new movies next week. Yeah, I saw all of the ones that you just mentioned except Space Jam and uh, uh, Boss Baby. I didn't see either one of those. That'd be for the youngsters. Yep, that's what I think. That's how I felt. Remember, September the 14th, our classic movie is Apocalypse Now. Yep. Got a big one. Martin Sheen, Marlon Brando, Robert Duvall, Lawrence Fishburne. Riverdale10.com. It's at 7 o'clock on Tuesday, September the 14th. It's only $5. Don't miss it. Apocalypse Now. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's a great movie. (laughs) If if people have not seen that movie on the big screen, they need to see that movie. I mean, there's so many great scenes that came out of that movie. I mean, that's a movie that made Robert Duvall, Robert Duvall. When he's out surfing uh, off the coast of Vietnam, and then there, of course, a huge bombing that takes place, and he says, "I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells like victory." Francis Ford Coppola's stunning vision of the heart of darkness in all of us remains a classic, compelling epic. Yeah, Martin stars as Army Captain Willard. A troubled man sent on a dangerous and mesmerizing odyssey into Cambodia to assassinate a renegade American colonel named Kurtz, played by Marlon Brando, who has succumbed to the horrors of war and barricaded himself in a remote outpost. That may have been one of the best parts that Marlon Brando ever played. And, I, and I'll tell you something. There's there's a documentary that's out there about that the making of that movie and how difficult it was and that Martin... Uh, uh, that, that Scorsese put millions of his own dollars into it to see it come to the big screen, and then it won tons, tons of Oscars. It's a great yeah. movie. It is. It is a great movie. It really, really is. It's a little bit surreal. There's a lot of it in in there that is about craziness in people's minds, but it's still a great uh, motion picture. In fact, uh, you know. Uh, Han Solo was in it, of course. Yeah, people don't people don't realize that, but he's he plays a lieutenant in it, so that's a that's a good movie as well. All right, so any any kind of specials going on at the theaters that we need to know about? All tickets are five dollars on Tuesday. All movies, all the time, 
And, of course, we still have free popcorn on Wednesdays with the theater group Popcorn Bucket. Don't forget about that. Serving beer and wine in Hot Springs, Cabot, and Little Rock. Riverdale10.com for all your tickets. And you can go to Riverdale10.com and see the links to all the local theaters. And last but not least, I want to mention something. There is a movie that we're going to show in November that I have wanted to show low for 15 or 18 years and have never been able to show it, but we're going to get to show it this year. We got the okay you did, and now we can tell everybody that coming up in November, you can see two of the biggest stars of the 60s on the screen at the same time, a woman who shared top billing with Elvis Presley and Margaret and Elvis Presley in Viva Las Vegas. You have got to see that movie on the big screen. Tickets on sale at Riverdale10.com. It's only $5. Buy them now. Matt, have a good weekend, brother. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right, so that that, that was a big, you know, important announcement. I can't tell you how long. Seriously, I've been trying to get Viva Las Vegas. Uh, I, I, I'll bring it on, put it on my list, and Matt says, Dave, no Viva Las Vegas. Dave, no Viva Las Vegas. And suddenly, this year, they pulled Godfather away from us suddenly, and we had to replace what our classic movie was going to be for November. And I said, okay, let's shoot for it and see if we can show Viva Las Vegas. And a week later, uh, he sent me a, a text, all in caps, we got it. So, I mean, that movie is synonymous with Vegas. It really, really is. All right, don't forget the power panels back on Monday. We'll, te- we'll deal with everything that's happened over the weekend. We'll get it underway at 6 a.m. I'll see you then. You have a great weekend and live free. The Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.